elderly man, he walks into Walmart. Checking out right there was a faithful pastor checking out of Walmart. He notices this elderly man walking in and he notices that, I mean, he was struggling, struggling to take every step. And so, and he just had a little prick on his heart. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go ask the man if he needs some help. He goes over to that, to this elderly man and says, hey, are, are you doing okay? Do you need any help? And the man says, oh, you know, my knees are terrible. My knees, they're going out on me and I can barely stand up. And so this, this faithful pastor says, hey, you know what? Can I pray with you? And so he, he takes him by the hand and he prays in, in the name of Jesus that the Lord would heal his knees right then and there. Yeah. And he looks over at the, old, at the elderly man and says, how do you feel? And the elderly man says, about the same. And, and then, and then the, the pastor, was, he was taken back and he, look, he looks at the guy again and he says, can I pray for you again? The elderly man says, no, I'm okay. And goes about his business. So the question is, is God still a healer today? Let's talk about it. And welcome to Wednesday Night Bible Study on behalf of our senior pastor, the Reverend Paul G. Higgins, and all of us here at the Master's House. We welcome you and so glad you tuned in to this new series that we've kicked off talking about the names of God. And today we're talking about a great name, a great revelation when God revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha. And that is God, our healer. He is a healer. So, uh, before we get on uh, too much further along in our study here, let's go before the Lord in prayer. And if you have those prayer requests, please email those at prayer at mastershouse.org, or you can click the link below in the description. And those needs go right over to our senior pastor and assistant pastors. And we believe with you, bind together, asking God to come in and minister, to heal, to, to deliver, because God is still a healer today. Amen. Yeah. So brother Hal, if you would, thanks uh, so much for being here. If you would now take us before the Lord in prayer. Dear loving Jesus, it is our privilege to talk about the wonderful things you are. And you are so many things to us and you provide for us and you do heal us and you do strengthen us and you renew our faith. There's so many things that you continually do and manifest yourself in our lives. We're thankful for every one of those things, oh Lord. And we pray that tonight, your special anointing, your holy unction will go out across the YouTube universe and bless many hearts and lives tonight as we open up the pages of your word. We ask these things in your precious name, Jesus. Let's get right into it. We're talking about Jehovah Rapha and God is our healer. And so, as we're studying the names of God here, as God revealed himself, that's what God was doing. He was revealing himself. And that's a good, great way back in that time to reveal yourself and who you are and your makeup and your character and so on was by 
the name. And so uh, last week they talked about Jehovah Jireh. This week we're talking about Jehovah Rapha. And so where that all starts in a very similar Old Testament uh, verse there in Exodus 15:22, it starts out. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea and they went up into the wilderness of Shur and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they had come to Mara, they could not drink of the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And there he made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he proved them. And he said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to my to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do all that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the diseases, diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. And that's right there translated Jehovah Rapha. Amen. The <laughs> Lord does heal. Mm -hmm. We're so thankful for what the Lord is doing. And you know, as... As I was listening to that wonderful scripture passage, because it really is uh, an example of, of what the power of the Lord can do. But I, uh, I immediately, my mind went back to scriptures where uh, God was talking to Moses and Moses to the Lord and have, had to go visit Pharaoh, you know, to let my people go. And, mm -hmm. and Moses says, uh, well, who do I say send me? Right. And, and God said, tell them I am sent you. Wow. Just a minute. What does this mean? I am. And, and when we look at this word, this compound name uh, of the Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, which means in Hebrew to exist. I am. Mm -hmm. and, you, and can't, a, you can't define God. No, there's no and way. And that's really what he was trying to get. Yeah, he, I he, am. I just exist. I, yeah. I exist. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, God, he is the one who is. He's the one that flung the stars into space. That's such a magnitude of a thought to realize, but it's true. Yeah. And, and he's also, he said, I'm going to heal you. I'm the Lord that healeth you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you an example here, but I'm not stopping here. There's a lot more to do because God can do anything. And Naaman, we're going to mention the scripture here about Naaman. We'll remember him. He was about to find out who God really was. And, and he mm -hmm. did uh, because the Lord can touch us physically. And I'm, I'm sure there are many testimonies in our audience t tonight where people say, yes, the Lord touched me and the Lord healed me. And in 2 Kings, the, the uh, fifth chapter and in the 10th verse, you know, Naaman didn't want to go. He was an important guy, a, a significant political figure and, and everything like that. He didn't want to wash in that, that muddy river, and yet God said, yes, yep. you, you, you need to do that. Mm -hmm. And 
It's when we obey God. And, and you know what? Naaman did obey God. Finally got through that hard head. And, yeah. And, and, and God and healed him. God healed him. Praise the Lord. Right. Uh, yeah, God healed him. And then if we, we're going to read a bunch of examples here. And these are not, this is not an exhaustive list that we're about to go over. And this is just the Old Testament right here. We're going to get to the New Testament. And this is not an exhaustive list, but God heals in many different ways, right? So wh what did Naaman have? He had leprosy. Physical condition. Physical condition, God heals, right? So let's go down to an, an emotional condition. Does God heal emotionally? Yes, yes, he does. Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is nigh unto them of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Sometimes when we think of healing, right, sometimes we only think of physical, but there's a lot more healing that God does in our lives that maybe we don't know about all the time or we don't give him credit for all the time. But yes, he does heal physically. He does heal emotionally. You know, that's, that's so true. Uh, several months or, or maybe a year or more ago, the Lord began dealing with me uh, how to pray for people and to pray for them in the four dimensions of their life in their physical life, in their spiritual life, in their mental life, yeah. and in their emotional life. Right. Because all of these things need prayer, need healing. We can get in trouble in all of those areas, but sure. guess what? God can heal in all of them. And the, the mental part uh, is so exemplified by the pride and arrogance that Nebuchadnezzar manifested. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he walked out on the balcony of beautiful Babylon. Uh, and he said, look at this city I have built. Uh-oh, mistake. Mm -hmm. Wow, that was, a, that was a really bad choice to be caught up in thinking that he's the one that did it. Didn't give God credit. You, you know, the... There's, uh, it's been said that attitude is everything. And, and it really is. When you start thinking about how your own attitude towards yourself, you've got to have the right attitude toward God. Yes, you do. But you have to have a right attitude toward yourself. If can, you can, can God heal my attitude? He can. <laughs> he can heal, heal. anybody's attitude. Yeah. I'm thankful for that because I pray for my attitude every day. Right. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> and uh, uh, we are deprived of so many blessings because our attitude is malfunctioning here. And it's not surrendering to the Lord. And things like Nebuchadnezzar here, he got prideful, got arrogant. But humility made the difference. In Daniel in the fourth chapter, in the 34th verse, Nebuchadnezzar finally came around here, mm -hmm. got his act together. And at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me. And I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom is from generation to generation he learned to praise god and give god the praise for things yeah i mean and so yeah we use someone like nebuchadnezzar 
you know, someone prideful, an evil king from a pagan nation and all this kind of stuff. But still, God has a way of speaking to hearts one way or another. Sometimes, you know, Nebuchadnezzar went through a difficult road to get to oh, where he, he to say these words. But is that still a healing process of his attitude and a change in, in him? Uh, another example right here, uh, Psalms 103 uh, verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Praise the Lord. I mean, doesn't that just kind of sum it up? It really Any does. disease that you got out there, the Lord, our God, is a healer, Jehovah Rapha. He's, he's ready to do anything that we can believe him for in all of the dimensions of our life. Our entire being will be healed one day. And, sure. and we're going to be changed, the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And the permeating desire of our hearts as Christians is to see this great healing. I mean, the things that we're seeing in Revelation, these are they that have come out of great tribulation that have washed their robes white. Mm -hmm. There was a change. Mm -hmm. and, and God did it. In 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, in the 54th verse, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Every single facet and element of the human existence is going to be healed. Mm -hmm. and, and that's when the Lord returns and takes his saints of the Lord to be with him. In Revelation, the 21st chapter, beginning in the fourth verse, and God, oh my, I love this, because there's so much pain and agony in the world, but here's what the Lord is going to do. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. You know, that's a hard thing to imagine and because he is, according to his word, truly going to make all things new. It's not going to be like this. Mm -hmm. Not any facet of the earth, of the, the way the, the spiritual world works, the way the physical world works, it's going to be new. And he said unto me, write, for these words are true and faithful. Exactly. I mean, and think about it. If I can't believe that my God is a healer, then can I actually believe that one day I will be completely healed? I have to, if I believe that I'm going to be resurrected one day and I'm going to put on incorruption one day, right? And so that means that proves that God's a healer. He is. And, and he will heal this entire corruptible body and make it all brand new again, all things new again, then guess what? He's still a healer in the meantime before we get to that resurrection day. Oh, 
as well. So, and, and so here's another example. How many ever been tired, wore down, not just physically, but tired in, in your spirit? Right. right? Let's look at Psalms 23.3. He restoreth, that word restoreth is, an, is very similar to the word healer. That's actually part in the definition of the Rapha is restoreth. He restoreth my soul. When I'm spiritually fatigued, I can turn to the healer, Jehovah Rapha, and he restores me. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, I can run and not be weary. I can walk and not faint. <clears throat> he can lift us up with the wings as of eagles. Yes, yeah. even though it seems like we might not be able to make it another step. Boy, when the Lord's strength comes in, everything changes. There's, there's emotional suffering, too. There's so much of this in the world. And there, God is ready, I believe, to do a great work with people's emotions. Because there's a tremendous amount of pain in the world. And there's things that are being experienced by people that we can't even mention. They're so horrible, and yet they're happening. And people's emotions are just being stretched completely, completely mm -hmm. thin. And, but when it seems like no one understands, God does. God mm -hmm. understands. In Psalms 147, another one of those promises, He healeth the broken in heart, and bindeth up their wounds. Yeah. Uh, I remember that the message I taught uh, or spoke here, I don't know, a few weeks ago about that word wounds. And, you know, modern day word for it that, that we sometimes throw around is trauma. And like you said, people are hurting for so much trauma in their life. Whatever that may be, whatever that trauma came from, you know, childhood trauma or trauma from, uh, you know, our veterans and whatnot that served in war, God can bind up those wounds. God he can. can be a healer Praise in all Lord, those areas, uh, which, which is wonderful. That is the Lord. That's who we're talking about here. Another, another example right here of what a, a God our healer can do in Jeremiah 3.22 says, Return ye backslidden children, and I will heal your backslidings. Behold, we come unto, unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. Oh. You mean, when I mess up, when I've... When I've gone astray from the Lord and I've let carnality, we, we talk so much about carnality in First Corinthians, in that series. When I've let all that love seep in, and sometimes I think I'm, I can't be restored unto the Lord. The Lord said he can restore me back unto him. Oh, thank you. And, and obviously it takes humility. It takes, I have an effort on my part, but the Lord can do that. Oh, yes. Jesus is Jehovah Rapha. Yeah. And Luke the fourth chapter in the 18th verse, there's an amazing moment in time described here. Uh, I, I would have loved to have just been sitting there when, when Jesus did this. Uh, he went to his synagogue in his hometown, all right? Right where he was raised, right where he, he helped Joseph, you know, build things in the carpenter shop and things like that. And uh, went to the synagogue. 
And Jesus was about to tell all of these people who he was. In fact, the actual fulfillment of a prophecy mm -hmm. that was in the Word of God. And, and so the priest that was there on that occasion handed him the scrolls, you know, the, the words uh, to, to read. And, and he began to, so to speak, thumb through it. They had to roll <laughs> it out. They didn't really turn the pages, you know. But, he, but Jesus found a spot that was written by Isaiah, a prophecy. Just so happened. Just so happened, <laughs> he mm -hmm. found this prophecy. No, Jesus mm -hmm. knew right where it was. Mm -hmm. Sure he did. Mm -hmm. And here it is in the 18th verse. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. I bet you it got really, really quiet yeah. in that room right then <laughs> because they knew what he was saying, Sure, that it was him. He was the fulfillment of that prophecy that had been accomplished through the power and anointing of the Lord uh, using Isaiah 600 years before. Yeah. And here he is. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we read, uh, you know, a good number. And there's, there's a thousand other examples that we could read there in the Old Testament where Jehovah healed. And he healed in all sorts of different manners that we, that we talked about, right? But now we have Jesus here in the New Testament shows up and he yeah. declares that that's what he's come to do. Heal the broken, the hearted, uh, give sight to the blind and so on and so forth. And did he not prove himself time and time again that he was that healer? He was Jehovah Rapha. He was man, had Jehovah Rapha manifested in the flesh. He was. He was. And so we're not going to read the thousand of examples that we could have read, right? I think, isn't there a scripture that says there's not enough room enough to contain all the miracles, all the things that Jesus yeah, did. Not which, enough books in the whole world. Yeah. And, and obviously a, a vast majority of them were healings, but let's just read a few. And we're just going to hit the highlights of them, right? You guys remember he healed the lame man that was let down through the roof. Oh, and that one we all know about, mm -hmm. the woman that reached through the crowd there and touched the hem of his garment. Yeah, 12 he, years. 12 years. 12 years, had this issue of blood, reached through, touched, healed. He healed the 10 lepers. I remember then the one came back and praised them for it, but all 10 lepers healed. He healed him up and, and the blind that he healed and a multitude. He was healing blind people, restoring them to the sight. Right, right. He healed the man with an infirmity for 38 years as he sat there at this amazing pool, pool at Bethesda, sat there waiting for the waters to be troubled, and yet Jesus walked by and healed him right then and there. Oh, I did. And, and Peter's uh, mother-in-law was sick, and, and Jesus healed her. Right. And, okay, let's not forget. Oh, my. <laughs> we got Lazarus that is actually dead. Jesus healed him, brought him back to life. Oh, yeah. And, and you know... When, when he healed the centurion's 
servant. I, I think this had to be such an amazing, an amazing moment in time uh, because this was a Roman soldier. Yeah. You know, he was a man of power and position, and yet he had the humility to recognize who Jesus really was. And that's much different than the way he was treated <laughs> at his hometown, right? Right. Right, yeah. And all Jesus had to do, just say the word. Don't, you don't have to come to my house. And that uh, servant was healed. Yes. And, and a very same example, right? Because both of these two, the centurion man and this Syrophoenician woman, a daughter was sick. And, and the Syrophoenician says, well, Lord, even the dogs eat from the crumbs table. And, the, and what did the Lord say? Very similar to what he said to the centurion man. I have not seen such great a faith. Behold, your daughter is healed. So again, time Lord. and time again, and this, we're not even, we're barely touching it. How much that the Lord revealed himself as that healer, just as in the Old Testament, we have Jehovah Rapha, God revealed himself as that. God manifested in the flesh, in the flesh as Jesus healed time oh, and time yeah. again. Faith has so many dimensions to it, and it pays so many dividends, as it were, you know, thinking in monetary terms. It, it rewards us in so many different ways. And I'm so thankful for what faith does. And, and when, you, when we just have the simplicity of believing, God is going to do it. He's going to do it His way. He's going to do it in His time. And he's going to do it the right way. Yeah. If, we can, if we can grab a hold of those kinds of things, we can hold on and believe that the Lord will do these wonderful things in people's lives. In our lives, in Matthew, the 15th chapter, beginning in the 30th verse, and great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet. And he healed him, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to what is going to happen as the last day revival of Jesus' name continues to expand and unfold in our time right now. We've got to hold on because these kinds of things are going to happen. We're going to yeah. see a great move of God's spirit because his word Proclaims it. It's not something I, I made up. This is God fulfilling his word. And he's fulfilling his word right this minute. And there is a great revival moving across the earth. And we've got to hold on. We've got to watch. All for the signs. We've got to pray. And we must emphatically believe. Because it's on the horizon. It is. It is, I like that you said the word hold on as, as, as we get ready to wrap up here and kind of my last closing thoughts here, because that's exactly what it is. We've been talking about Jehovah Rapha. Okay. God heals. There's countless healings throughout the Old Testament. We talked about Jesus. There's countless healings in, in the gospels. 
Then okay, then we could talk about uh, the Book of Acts and everything that that the apostles did, and there's countless healings that they did in the name of Jesus, right? Because they they had no power, but they knew it was through the power of the name of Jesus all these healings could happen. Yes, right. But so often, so often we get so discouraged. And this is my last closing thought here. We get so discouraged that when we as believers pray, when we are at church and we're asking God for a healing and, and we're going through these things and we're, we're believing. Sure. And, ah, oh, but it just, it didn't happen. It, it didn't, didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. Got all you know, I, I got, I got, I got my broken foot here and I was just going to, I was just going to step on it. I was going to step on that broken foot and God was going to take away all the pain and it was just going to be miraculously healed. And the cast that was on it was just going to bust off and it didn't happen. So what happens, and you just said it again, you got to hold on. You do. You, you got to hold on. You know, it, can I tell a real quick story? Yeah. It, it, uh, years ago. All right, I'll, I'll make it quick here. Years, <laughs> years ago, uh, I actually had a heart attack. Mm. And I won't go into all the de details of it, uh, uh, but I did. And, uh, and uh, we were at another location then, you know, our church was. And, and the pastor prayed for me. And I'm believing. The pastor's believing. The power of God is being manifested. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is it. Well, didn't anything happen really right at that moment in time. Mm. But we held on and we kept on believing. We kept on praising the Lord. And I don't know, it might have been a couple of three months. I don't know what the time frame was down the road, something like that. And uh, the King's Messengers, our quartet, was singing somewhere. And we were praising the Lord. And right in the middle, no one knew it except me and the <laughs> Lord. I mean, the power of the Lord like a lightning bolt went from top of my head to the sole of my feet in a split second. I kept on singing, but I knew <laughs> I had been healed. Right there, yeah. God has the right time. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly the, the point right here is you, we have to hold on. The, the key... The key thing I want to want to leave you with is: Is God defined by my experiences, and that's it? You know, sometimes I can say, "Well, okay, I prayed, I asked God, and He didn't heal, so therefore God's not a healer." And I can define God; I can put God in that little box in that bubble because He didn't heal me right then and there when I was believing and asking God in prayer to heal this thing. Yeah. And I put, and then I get discouraged, and then, and then of course, the devil jumps in and says, "Yep, I told you God's not a <laughs> yeah, healer." Yeah, that's what he does. I told you you should not believe in this thing or that thing or, or whatever the case, right? That's what the devil does. But God is not defined only by my experiences. God is defined by these uh, thousands of years of God's word. God chose to define himself through all these manifestations of his names, right? Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah, Rapha that we got into, and then we're going we're gonna to do 10 more here in the next weeks, or, or eight more. He chose to define himself as that, and then he proved himself in that time and time again. Every time. Every time. And so that is how God is defined. Yes. Going back to the very start, you said that God is the I am. 
He is. That means that God just exists. There's no limitations on what he is, None. what he can do or, or anything like that. There, I, you can't define me, Moses. So just tell him I am what I am. Tell him that I'm Yahweh, right? And so that's what I want to take away with today. Don't give up. Don't be shut up. Don't be discouraged because prayer it didn't make that healing, you know, uh, be healed or that healing happen right then and there. Right. You don't know if it's going to be three months from now. You don't know if it's going to be six months from now. You don't know when and how God's going to work, right? It's God. It, it's his plan, not it, ours. It, it is his plan. And I want to leave you this one other healing that we, we kind of alluded to here a little bit. It's the blind man cried out to Jesus, and we're talking about blind Bartimaeus. Uh-huh. Jesus was on the road to Jer- Jericho. And there was this blind man sitting on the side of the road. He, saw, he knew a crowd was coming by. Hopefully he was going to get some money that was from all this crowd that was coming by. And uh, he cried out. He heard it was Jesus. He cried out. And then what did the crowd do to blind Bartimaeus? Hey, I rebuke you. They actually used the word yeah. rebuke to this blind man that was crying out for a healing. And that's exactly what sometimes the devil does to us he does. tries to rebuke us hey shut down don't ask for that oh yeah god's not going to hear you god's not going to listen to you and guess what god's not really a healer like he was way back then he wants you to give up he wants you to give up and the, he wants you to shut up just yeah. don't don't ask yeah don't ask how many times have we gone through healing times right where we ask god once maybe twice or three times and you're like okay well i guess god's not listening so i'll just quit asking and i'll quit saying anything but right what does the scripture say i must ask he that asks will receive so again don't let don't let the crowd shut you up because we're we are all uh we mirror one another if we see our, our brothers and sisters maybe just clapping their hands, well, okay, I guess I'll, maybe I'll start clapping my hands. But what if that was that moment in which I could reach out in faith and God would, could heal me right then and there while you're singing a song <laughs> in, in the quartet? Yeah, faith, you know, is contagious. Yeah. If you have faith, yeah, it, it's, it's like a snowball rolling down a hill. It starts to build. Yeah, and your faith could lift up with someone else's faith. That's exactly right. So don't let what the crowd is doing, the crowd is trying to get you to be quiet. Don't make, uh, don't make a scene. Don't get erupt. Sometimes I got to keep on asking. I keep on believing. I raise my hands because I don't know when the Lord will heal me of whatever's going on. Praise the you Lord. You know, uh, the sa- and he will heal. How, how's he going to heal? He's going to heal the same way he did way back then. Right. Some people he touched, some people he spoke to, some people they, they, he wasn't even in the room with some people. Some people he uh, touched his clothing. We talked about that one. One, he spat on the ground and put mud in their eyes. H- how does that make any sense? One, he spat on the ground, and put mud in their eyes to so this blind man. The other one, he just said, you're healed. God always seems to know what he's doing. So that means there's different ways in which God sure. does the healing. It doesn't always happen instantaneously like we all want it to happen. And, you know, whatever. So some healed instantaneously. Some he healed as they as they walked away. Some were healed in the same day, not in the same very moment. Some had to lay by the pool, as we talked about, for 38 years. Some he said, my grace is sufficient for you. As, as, as he said with Paul, right? Praise, that's the, exactly what he told he me. Asked, he said, my grace, some he'll say that too. But either way, 
How is God defined? He is still a healer. Don't let a moment pass us by because we're letting doubt or fear or the crowd is trying to shut us up or the devil's trying to shut us up. Don't let, don't let, ignore all that. Keep believing. Just as Brother Howe said, keep believing and God will still heal today, Amen. just as he did back then. Amen. So we hope that something's been said today. It's been a blessing to you. It's been an encouragement. We hope that you are encouraged. When I read this and started putting this together, I was encouraged. I was encouraged for my son. My son is autistic and he's intellectually disabled. Can God heal that? Oh, praise the Lord. Yes, he can. Oh, Amen. no. Gary, you've been praying for that for uh, 16 years. I forgot how old. 16 years I've been praying for that. Can God still? Yes, he can. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to keep asking the Lord. Maybe the, whatever the Lord is doing while he's doing that. He, I mean, I've talked about this so many times. I've used him as an example. He, God's doing a work in my life. He's doing a work in my wife's life. He's doing a work in, in Joel's sister's life. He's doing a, a work in, in his grandparents' life and, and all those that are in his surroundings. Sure. God could be doing a work. Right? And Absolutely. there's another example. When the disciples went to Jesus and said, hey, who sinned? When they saw this, uh, I think it was a blind man. A kid, was it his parents or was it a kid? Jesus said, no. One day the, so that the glory of the Lord could be revealed. Yes. It was in God's time why that kid was blind at that moment. If that's what he was, and I'm sorry if I'm misquoting it. But it was in, it all, at the end of the day, it's all in God's times. It is. In, in God's times. So, it certainly is. Sorry, I got off on another tangent. But we hope that something's been said has been a blessing to you. So, Brother Hal, thank you so much for everything you had to share. Uh, if you would now, would you dismiss us now with a word of prayer? Loving Jesus, we come to you with great thanksgiving once again because you deserve it. You are a wonderful God. And the power of your name, Jesus, is real. And how many times, Lord, have we called upon that name and seen you move and manifest yourself? And we know many that are viewing this YouTube video now have also experienced the power of your wonderful name move in their life. Help us to hold on for the victory that you have for us ahead. And we'll praise you and thank you for it because you are a healer. And your name is a name that's above every name. It's the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good night and God bless.